Welcome to the Paradox Walk Podcast, specializing in paranormal activity, UFOs, and bizarre, out-of-the-ordinary, glitch-in-the-matrix-type activities, and things like that, dream realities, and many other subjects such as that. This is episode two, and today we'll be going through ideas of multidimensional things, things that can possibly straddle two dimensions at the same time, or more than two dimensions at the same time. A story of a person who thought a tree might have hit him for what he said. Stories about spirits of plants. I know that sounds weird to maybe people in the United States, but in the Amazon and other countries, they have complete books of a spirit guardian for each plant. People that have claimed to see trees walking, and I don't mean like trees that slowly move over time, but literally getting up and walking around with an eyes, nose, a face, and something like a hand that they're holding and literally walking around. You can go on YouTube at any old time and just see videos of trees burning from the inside and then the outside is just fine when there's no storms around. Stories of people finding trees that are literally electric, like an electric eel. When they go to cut the tree, they get shocked. And first story today is going to be about salvia and its ability to send the mind completely somewhere else. So the first story here is uh, one of these stories is a guy that just completely went into a whole nother life and a timeline for eight years off of uh, accidentally smoking salvia. He, he didn't know it was salvia and he accidentally like took a hit of this stuff and I think he described it as his like his body went outside of his body and then he got sucked up into a lake and he found himself floating face down on a lake and his friends pulled him up on a boat and said man you fell down water skiing you know and you hit your head and and the guy starts saying no I, I live in Alaska and my name is blah 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 and And they say, yeah, that's your name, but we're in Texas, and you've lived here your whole life. And they took care of him, brought him to his job, and and they said, this is your apartment, this is your job. And the next day, I guess he woke up and went to his job, and they handed him his clipboard, and he said he lived in Tyler, Texas, and he lived there for years. And that was his new life. He just did that every single day. He went to sleep, woke up, went to his job, had the same friends. And every once in a while, he said he would get on a computer or something and look up his old life and he couldn't find it or he would look up things about him or his family his wife his kids and eventually his friends like his friends convinced him that when he fell down water skiing that he invented this old life in Alaska eventually eight years went by and he went walking in a park to uh, meet up with some of his friends and he said that that same thing happened like his body left control of the ground like he was walking on and he kind of floated up and he floated back up to his body from before in Alaska and he was like laying on the ground like twitching and convulsing like uh, some kind of seizures or something and his friend was about to dial 911 and when he uh, came to he started to kind of make oh this life is real I'm back and they were like and then eventually he said how long was I gone because to him it was an eight-year life that he lived they told him about 45 seconds we're about to call the call the hospital and we're about to call an ambulance, but you're okay now. He's like, 45 seconds. His whole story, the chopped down version of the story can be found on the Vanessa VA YouTube channel. That's just how it sounds, Vanessa and then Space VA. But what is inside of these plants that make it so powerful to a human mind to actually alter time? What's the difference if I say our perception of time or time itself? What's the difference? So there's something inside of this plant that I think can actually make your mind like leave, go somewhere else, or... Because that's what all of these stories that I hear, that's what people are reporting. 
either they're reporting that they go somewhere and time is totally different or they go somewhere and the situation is completely different from our own and things like that. I think it's not a coincidence that sage is what salvia is made from and sage itself is thought to like ward off like spirits and stuff like that. So what if the spirits are multidimensional and then the plant itself, like the smoke of it, if somebody breathes it in, it like makes their mind kind of trip out. What if that has the same effect on a spirit? What's the difference? I wonder if that's a thing. I think the mind itself is multidimensional because what part of the mind, what part of anything that we see, touch, hear, or feel, or taste, what part of that is not separate from your body? Because your body's sending the signals and then your mind is the thing that's like a layer above that, interpreting that and calling it an experience. So to me, that just kind of shows that the mind itself is a, is a layer up from the physical this next story here I'm going to read off of, uh, this is the Phantom and Monsters website, it's phantomsandmonsters.com. Uh, the website is run by Lon Strickler. I'm going to read this verbatim, quote, Back in the early 90s, I went with a group to Silver Falls Springs in Oregon. One night after dinner, I went for a stroll to find a clear spot so I can see the stars. After about 20 minutes of sitting quietly and contemplating the sky and the stars, a breeze blew through and rustled all the trees and branches around the clearing. As the wind gently shook the trees, something caught my eye in my peripheral. I looked to my right, and there it was. For just a second or two, I saw what could be best described as a walking tree. Back then, I was just beginning to appreciate books. So, at the time, I haven't read anything aside from comic books or magazines. So now, today, I can describe it looking like Ent from the Lord of the Rings books or movies. Except it had more of a round head with a definite neck attached to shoulders. Its limbs were long and thin. It could probably touch the ground if it just relaxed its arms down. There didn't seem to be any distinction or separation between the torso, torso and hip area. The legs looked like a pair of articulated tree trunks with no discernible feet. It had patches of moss randomly covering its torso and legs and was about 20 feet in height. And it was holding what could be described as a long baseball-like club in its right hand going over its shoulder. When I first turned my head to see what caught my eye while the wind rushed by, I saw it take three long and deliberate steps in a spot where the clearing met the trees. And what sent a chill down my spine and made me freeze for what seemed a moment of forever in that second was that it seemed like it turned its head and it looked right at me where I was sitting as it took its third step and it re-entered the forest. I just sat there for another 10 minutes feeling frozen in place going over what I just saw. Once I shook that frozen feeling, I got to my feet and went back to the cabin all of us were staying at as fast as I could. I only told one person about this after it happened and they just found it to be a nice and creepy story before everyone turned in for the night. And it still haunts me to this day when I think about it. So there's a note after this. This is from the owner of the website, Lon Strickler. He says, actually, this is not the first time I've seen a reference to a tree man or a tree that moves like a person. Those things in uh, the Lord of the Rings part two or three or whatever, I think it's the third one, where the trees kind of make a plan and fight in the war or whatever at the end of it. Sometimes people think that these movies, they're making these stories off of things that they've seen or they heard about or stories that people have seen. And there seems to be truth behind every type of fairy tale, every type of creature and mythology. Every There seems to be real stories that people will say they come across in some culture, country, or time period. That's another interesting one. So the next story here is kind of weird. 
It's this guy that was uh, sitting at a, I think he was at a campfire with some people and friends and stuff like camping and just kind of hanging around the campfire and there were trees like right, o- right above them, right around them. I guess the guy did some kind of work with like machinery and chainsaws and stuff like that. And while he was talking with the group, he makes the comment kind of out in the open like that, that he was going to cut this tree down. And that's all he said. He didn't say anything mean about trees or anything like that he just he just said something about i'm gonna cut that tree down when we get there or something like that and according to this man the tree that he was sitting next to just reached out a branch and just smacked him across the head you know i guess they were all just kind of there and it was right after he said i'm gonna when i get home i'm gonna cut that tree down or it was something along those lines so some people think you know that these things are alive much more than we give them credit for. And getting back to some of these spirit guides of plant, there's claims from, you know, Native American and the Amazon that each plant has a distinct spirit with a characteristics, uh, their own type of body, these shapes and things like that. And they don't, I don't think that people are just making this stuff up. You know, the spirit of, you know, peyote, what, I don't know whether they call it mescalito, is a different type of spirit than the spirit of, say, that's in the datura or devil's weed plant. That, and they have different ways in these, like, cultures of finding out if the spirit likes you or if it does not. And if the spirit isn't agreeable with the person in some way, shape, or form, then you should avoid anything with that plant. And that concept is completely it's just completely gone in a place like the United States. And the people in the United States will be like, the, the mindset is more like, this plant might give me a buzz. Let's eat the seeds of it. And is there anything in their mind about that the plant might have a, a spirit attached to those? And uh, if it, is it a male plant or a female plant? Is it a plant where it's better to try out the roots first before you try seeds to see if you get sick from it, dangerous chemicals. Such a different concept that a, that a plant might have a spirit that's in control of every single plant. So some of the ideas of in the natives, and I don't even know what to call it, like the different tribes, like northern Mexico and the United States and stuff, like they will take a piece of a plant and make it their own, like take a piece of it and plant that themselves and talk to the plant as it's growing wait till it makes seeds and if it does make if that first plant makes seeds then the plant might be agreeable with you that's a good they consider that a good sign but they still won't like eat the plant yet or use it in their ceremonies with the person yet um and then at this point i'm just kind of like paraphrasing what i've heard about of course i'm not you know i've never been in any kind of tribe i've never like taken any of these things like salvia or anything like that but what i've heard like how these things work is you want to like find out if the spirit of the plant is agreeable with the person before you start swallowing stuff you know what i mean i mean how many times have we heard these like really sad stories about people with this like jimson weed which has like three names makes it makes it even more confusing datura jimson weed and devil's weed there's other names for it i think there's some others like thorn apple or something like that because it has this like weird spiky look to it but it's extremely dangerous it can think i think it can kill you the point what I'm trying to make is the difference of the mindset, whereas somebody with one of these tribes or somebody with like, uh, what do they call like shaman or witch doctor or something in a tribe? I mean, I'm not advocating this stuff at all. I'm just telling what I've, what I've read about. Like if they have a student coming to them, some of the things that they might do is just 
take some of the very mild parts of the plant and stir it up into a tea and have like the student drink it first. And then there's signs like if the person goes to sleep and wakes up and like he tells the shaman or whatever, hey, I don't feel sick and feel like I'm going to die from it. And then maybe from that point on, the if the guy takes a piece of that plant, you know how you can like, uh, what's it called? Propagate a plant, take a piece of a plant, propagate it, and then like plant your own. And if, if you propagate the plant in your own spot on your own territory and the plant blossoms into seed making level, um, they consider that like a good sign. And at that point, like the plant and the person might be agreeable and the, the, the shamans or these tribes will always hold out that last reservation. Like, oh, you know, the, the plant has a mind of its own. It has a spirit of its own. It's not to be treated like a person. Like, oh, you know, bam, you have a green light just because it went to seed, like to go do whatever you want with it. Um, these, you know, you wouldn't just go up to, you know, a pit bull walking around, you know, just because it wags its tail at you. If you don't know the pit bull, you don't just reach out and start petting it. So that's how they approach the plants. Like they approach the plants like this. these spirits can like straddle two dimensions. They can like basically see through you. The spirits of these plants tend to watch over what happens with them very closely. I guess is the way they, you know, are looking at this stuff. And from that point, what if they like take a tea and like grind it up and like drink it and they're okay. Then maybe next time they'll try something else and they'll try something else. And they don't just go out and find a plant and just like start eating pieces of it or eating seeds of it just because, you know, somebody told them to it, it it's to be treaded upon very lightly and with respect and they they you know some it seems in the united states we don't even think that these plants have spirits at all for the most part um maybe we're getting there but i have a book here it's called los dueños del mundo shipibo and in in english that would mean the owners of the world of the shipibo shipibo is a tribe so del mundo is the whole world Duenos is the owners. They're looking at this as like, a, if you open up this book, it's kind of like a textbook. Shipibo is a tribe in the Amazon, and they made a book in Spanish for the people of Peru to look through for like a study guide. So I'm just going to open up a, like the first one here is, the first one is ayahuasca, which is what we call ayahuasca, I think. El dueño de la planta de Ayahuasco, su cuerpo y su cabeza medio largos. Um, so that basically means like it's got a medium big head. So I know the word largo means more of like elongated or something like that. But I'm like looking at the picture here and it and it's not an elongated head. But so it seems like they're using it more for like medium large head or medium large body. Cuello largo, so it's got a long neck. Y su cuerpo redondo it's got like kind of a rounder body so they they kind of describe what the what the actual spirit looks like these are like colored paintings so they they show the plant and then they show the creature um what they call the the owner they they describe everything from the the nose the mouth the eyes this one is el dueño del pepino so pepino i guess is a tree or a big plant and it kind of has the same thing su cuerpo Amarillo, color amarillo, so that's a, a yellowish color. No es gordo, he's not like fat, but not skinny. Cabeza larga, so it's got like a long head, uh, roundish, and uh, tiene sus orejas y sus ojos redondos. So it's like round ears and round eyes, and um, los dedos de su manos igual, so like the the... The, the fingers on the hands are like the same. 
so like the same type of shape and stuff like that. So the weird thing is they go through mostly plants and then you get to this one page and it has the spirit of the machete, the machete, like the big sword knife type thing. I thought that was interesting. So that's a tool, right? So how they describe it is suquelo es su cara. So that means its neck, the neck is its face, basically. <laughs> kind of has the same type of color as the machete. The head is like kind of jammed into the body. Like you just heard me say it, like the, the neck and the body is kind of one piece. And the, the head is kind of jammed in there in the center. And it looks like a big V and the head in the middle of the V. I mean, there's too much to read for these things. They'll, they'll have like a page of just like a write-up of all this stuff. And then they'll have like a picture of a drawing and then a, it next to something. So they do the same thing. It's mostly plants. They have one for the menta. I'm guessing that might be the mint plant. They call it a big cat. So the, the like the spirit guardian of the, the mint plant is like a big a big dark cat with a big nose. So when they drew it, it looks like a cat mixed with a like a kangaroo slash mouse or something and they describe these things about it like what it like some of its like characteristics and i guess like personalities and um, what it what it likes to like one looks like a person with long fingernails dueño de uña de murcielago my spanish isn't perfect it's pretty good but so there's like a spirit for uh, just about everything i'd say like 90 percent of this stuff is uh is plants though anyway so i don't believe that like people just the tribes and all just like kind of make this stuff up i believe they they've seen these things after living in the in the amazon for thousands of years you know, they've probably had more run-ins with the with these like spirit guardians of these plants and it's it's you know tough to you know figure out you know how to how to go about this like uh what to think about all that uh, it's it's like a whole nother world, you know, and it's just kind of a glimpse into it. The other idea that it kind of kind of makes you think of is has has anybody else like heard of this stuff? So when when people have said that they've seen different like guardians of plants and stuff like that, like uh, there's people that have taken what we call peyote, and they they've said that they've seen the spirit of peyote, like the, they've met the spirit of peyote. And uh, some people have said that they've, you know, seen the spirit of another plant when they've taken it. I, I, I've read a few of these stories where, like, some of the, like, a guy kind of comes across one of these spirits while he was, like, under the influence of the plant. And then when he came home and, like, kind of slept it off when he was waking up, the spirit of the plant was in his house and it, like, followed him home. And he kind of freaked him out and he, like, ran away from it or something and he thought that it was there in the house and um and that particular spirit of he described it as looking like a man that was in, like a field worker like a farmer type man so that that's uh that's a little you know to us in the united states i don't want to speak for everybody but in the united states that sounds odd people don't wake up and like go about their day thinking about what could be in the next realm maybe they do if they like kind of live out in nature more it's it's a weird it's an interesting thing to think about so i just thought i'd share that part so the the sad thing about some of these things like with these datuda plant which is a uh, devil's weed is these people mess themselves up for so long and they don't know that they're going to do it one of the 
pretty sad stories I've heard was about a guy that his friend said that he talked about his kids every single day. Sometimes they communicated by email. And he said just two examples after this big accidental, like, I don't know if he took too many of these seeds or what, but he, uh, with this devil's weed plant, like he took a bunch of these seeds. He says he did end up in the hospital from it and he had some serious problems. But when he did kind of wake up, he never talks about his kids anymore. And when someone asked him about his email, he says, oh yeah, give me the computer. And he just took his finger and just typed each letter of his email one at a time across the board and said, that's it. And they're like, oh my God, like that's, he's gone. Like just from eating these seeds from this one plant one time. I would think just because something is a plant and it just grows off of a, you know, thing it doesn't mean we don't have to be careful and respectful of these things as living things like you wouldn't just walk up to a lion and slap it across the face so with that same wisdom like don't walk up to a plant that you don't know about and just go start swallowing pieces of it because your friend told you so these things are extremely powerful one hit of this bong pipe or whatever that this guy smoked this uh, salvia out of was an eight year long experience that scrambled his mind to no end one hit this guy took one hit of this stuff and sent him on a journey for eight years like would you imagine that i i would recommend listening to this guy's story he uh he's extremely sincere about it i mean you can kind of tell he's this is something that this guy went through so probably one of the last things I was going to talk about is besides these plant things and the mental thing that can kind of straddle these different dimensions, the, another one I thought of is tech. These weird like UFO type things that people have... Uh, one example of what somebody saw was these military guys came up to this UFO that was hovering, I think, somewhere over the Pacific Ocean, and it was above their craft. And when this thing took off, they said it opened up an, an area in the sky because it that was different because their situation was nighttime with some rain and it was cloudy and as the ufo flew away they say it tore open the sky in a weird way that that had a sunny day with clear skies where the ufo took off to and then they said it like that part faded as the ufo took off and they in a closed behind it and just like left them where they were in the nighttime at the rain i just just makes you think like these things can just shift in and out of different days and times and stuff so i'd like to thank everybody for checking out the podcast remember to click the rss feed so you can be notified of everything my patreon is paradox walk so just patreon slash the word paradox and walk like you're walking down the street the music has been downbeat 88 all one word like downbeat and then 88 like 88 miles an hour 88 piano keys so hope you all enjoyed everything and be sure to check out the next podcast come in it should be weekly or bi-weekly so thanks a lot and hope you all enjoyed have a good day bye